Today, cancel culture comes for Russell Brand. Ray Epps is charged with a misdemeanor for January 6th, but is it a psyop? And the GOP will subpoena Hunter Biden in the forthcoming impeachment inquiry. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and actor and comedian Russell Brand has been accused of rape and sexual abuse in a so-called joint investigation done by several British media outlets operating in in conjunction with one another. This is The Times, The Sunday Times and BBC's Channel 4 News. Now, the documentary alleges that the outlets spoke with four women who told them that Brand had sexually assaulted them between the years of 2006 to 2013, but notably hadn't made any public allegations until these outlets reached out to them earlier this year. Now, Brand began his show last Friday with a preemptive statement on the incoming bomb that was dropped later that day. I've received two extremely disturbing letters, or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on this channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies, and as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent, and I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question Is there another agenda at play? Now, according to the documentary, one woman accused Brand of raping her against her wall, against a wall in his Los Angeles home in 2012. And the journalist claimed the woman had provided medical records confirming that she had, in fact, been treated at a rape crisis center. Another woman accused him of forcing her to perform oral sex on him when she was 16, despite her pushing him away. One woman provided a screenshot of alleged messages between the two of them after a sexual encounter in which Brand apologizes, saying, I'm sorry, that was crazy and selfish. I hope you can forgive me. I know that you're a lovely person, X. To which the female responds, you scared the S out of me. You're right, I am a lovely person. And for you to take advantage of me like that is unacceptable. You have a problem, you need help. It's dangerous that you think that you can get your own way all the time. Do you know how scary you are when that glazed look comes over you? When a girl says no, it means no. Do I have to go and get myself tested? Last time you asked me condom or no condom. When I say condom, that doesn't mean it's optional. You don't have the best reputation. I pry myself, I believe she meant pride myself, in being safe and trying to make the right decisions. Obviously, this was a bad one. I'm so disappointed. His response... I'm very sorry. You don't need to get tested. I will make this up to you somehow with love and kindness. Not my original idea, which was more sex. You've been lovely to me, and I'm embarrassed by my behavior. Sorry, X. Now, 
We'll get into those text messages in a moment, but since the explosive accusations have been made, Brand's agency, Tavistock Wood, has cut ties with him, his promoters have dropped him, indefinitely postponing his previously scheduled live shows, and YouTube has announced action, releasing a statement today that read, we have suspended monetization on Russell Brand's channel for violating our creator responsibility policy. If a creator's off-platform behavior harms our users, employees, or ecosystem, we take action to protect the community. This decision applies to all channels that may be owned or operated by Russell Brand. But you just heard, Russell Brand publicly denied the allegation. He didn't say no comment or I can't talk about that. He unequivocally said he did not do it. So what happened to innocent until proven guilty? What happened to due process? He very well may have done it, but is it really YouTube's responsibility to police whether a creator's off-platform behavior harms their users and ecosystem? What does that even mean? How far does that standard go? Or is it only applied to those deemed a threat to the radical ideology? That was rhetorical, by the way. I think we all know the answer to that. Here to discuss this and more, we have Grant Stinchfield, my friend, host of Stinchfield. Um, and you are on Real America's Voice. That's Everyone right. can catch you there. 7 p.m. Eastern every night. So happy that you're here. It's been a long time. It's so great to be back with you, Sarah. Also joined by Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, which you can find right here on Blaze TV or wherever you get your podcasts. So this is, um, there's a lot of layers to this one here, this story. Um, I want to ask you guys about the, uh, let, let me just bring up the, the text, let's go back to the text messages. I'm already worried about any answer I give. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> well, let, well, I want to, let's go back to the text messages because it has been pointed out. I think that it's worth mentioning. Um, that sounds, that sounds pretty bad, right? I, hey, I, when a girl says no, it means no. And he's profusely apologizing. That sounds bad. But you notice in the text message, there's a part right where it says, when a girl says no, it and it goes to the next line, means no, and there's this weird bolding thing that the text message does that it doesn't look like the rest of the message. There's also a place right there in that area where the margin is not exactly straight. So I would like some clarification on why that looks different. Yeah, I mean, you never know if people are going to doctor these things, right? It's pretty right. easy to do. Right. But there's also a part in there where she says, will you use a condom or mm -hmm. don't use a condom? Right. So mm -hmm. have they been down this road together before? And by no means does it mean if you've been down it before that when someone says no, that that doesn't somehow mean no because you did it before. Right. No always means no. Right. But there's maybe more to it than just meets the eye. But who knows? I mean, you know, this is what scares me, especially about being in the public eye. I've been mm -hmm. single for 10 years and gazed along the way. But all this stuff is frightening because people can make allegations. Right. And, you know, it's it's a scary world. And he made his business on YouTube, which I know I've already been deplatformed from right. YouTube. They kicked me off, not for any allegation like this, but I talk about the, the vaccine or I talk about Ukraine the wrong way. And, you know, and I'm, I'm out. Um, we're demonetized here as well. And you're demonetized here as yeah, well. Yeah, channel. so, you know, but you did say innocent until proven guilty. And I always want to remind people, that is only in a court of law in America. Mm -hmm. In my court of public opinion, you don't get due process. Mm. Joe Biden doesn't get due process. Me, go, Joe Biden's uh, guilty. Biden crime family is legit, and I didn't hold a, I didn't hold a trial yeah. for him. It's he didn't get that same, same policy that he gets if he goes into court. It's YouTube's platform. Now, should they act in a way, let right. people just, let the people figure it out? Of course. Right. It's what Rumble does. Right. And I like it a lot better. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, in the live shows as well, right? Because, I mean, his promoters dropped him. His agencies dropped him. I mean, everyone is like, nope. You don't get to have a career after this. And it, I mean, it just does seem like I mean, I get it. I get I get the knee jerk reaction to go, oh, you're a rapist. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, but there is something to be said for, as you point out, Grant, the court of public opinion. Let the people decide if they don't want to buy tickets to a show exactly. or if they, like, if they if they don't want to go, then don't go. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, it, it's pretty amazing that unless you're a Democrat, you're done just at the accusation. Yeah. You're just completely done. They've already canceled everything he's, uh, he's got lined up. Uh, he may never have a career again. Mm. And we don't know if he did any of this. He, and he denies that he did any of it. Um, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if they treated Tara Reid's accusations the mm -hmm. same way with Joe Biden. Why isn't he done? Why haven't we gotten rid of that yeah. piece of crap? Yeah. Uh, I'd love to know the answer to it. Of course, we all know it's because one's a Democrat and... And Russell Brand acts too conservative now. Mm -hmm. If he was still, you know, a firebrand progressive like he used to be, none of this would be happening. No. I don't think we'd even hear about the, the allegations. Yeah. You, you know, when I was at the NRA, we used to talk about let the facts come out and then we'll figure out what's exactly going on here after it. Mm -hmm. I had the same same thoughts about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether he did it. I don't know whether he didn't do it. But everybody starts leveling allegations and you have these knee-jerk reactions. Your idea is the best. Let the man live his life. If it's going to be played out in civil court, mm -hmm. I'd probably the statute of limitations is up yeah. for, for as long as it was. But civil court or you're going to hold a, an event, you're going to have YouTube videos. People want to watch or don't want to watch. Let them decide for themselves. Right, right, exactly. Um, and I, I will just say this too. I do worry that because we're so tribal, that like the the right now that he has defended conservative positions will come to his defense no matter what and go like, well, yeah, but who cares if he did it? Because it was a long time ago, you know. I mean, it just like a kind of an overstep in the in the other direction of like, well, you guys are coming at our guy and you don't have the proof. And these all the all these allegations happened 20, 30 years ago. And how far are we willing to go? I mean. Look, <laughs> speaking as the woman at the table, um, there are very real reasons why women would not want to publicly accuse a huge comedian of all of these things. They don't want the spotlight that comes with it. They don't want people lodging all sorts of accusations into their personal lives. They don't want to be called a whore. They, I mean, like, there are many reasons why a woman would not want to do that. So I understand the inclination to go, well, why didn't you go to the police to begin with? Not all women did, do that. apparently, though. Well, not, or got yes, a rape test. Got, went right? to a rape crisis place where she provided a record that she went to a rape crisis uh, center. So she did provide proof of that. Michael, mm. why, and I always ask these questions, why now? Why do they all right. come out now? And so that's my seven problem. seven women. Right. We went through a Me Too movement, which was brutal. I think a lot of good people probably lost mm -hmm. jobs over this, this crazy Me Too movement. Why didn't Louis they come C. out K. then? Who constantly asked for consent. Remember? Right. Louis C.K. constantly asked for right. consent. They still yeah. tried to cancel him. Yeah. But, but to your point, why didn't they come after him now? Yeah. Uh, it is very bizarre that it's like these women didn't speak up until they were contacted by these outside, you know, this, all these media outlets from Britain that they were like, yeah, I think 20 years later, I'm now going to go ahead and tell everyone my story. Yeah. It does seem weird. It, it does. And it's impossible to defend yourself from 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. How do you do that? Right. How could I possibly do that? If you, if the, you didn't take any DNA tests at the time. Right. There's no way to know. Right. And, and these people say, were the text messages from 20 years ago? There was no iPhones 20 years ago. I remember 
Right? Were they? Yeah, this no, so. that one was from 2012, and it was. All right. So no, it was iPhone. It was mm-hmm. iPhone. 2012 there was, but. But I'm not sure. Well, hold on. I'm not sure that the iPhone had these, all of these, the display that it shows in this text message. But then again, I, maybe she could have transferred all the text messages over guess, from previous like, phones. Who's saving all this stuff? I know. Right? Like, I don't have text messages from. No. Unless you're planning on ambushing someone later on. And again, like if he if he did it, that's disgusting. And I think everyone, I mean, should say so. I don't think that we should do this yeah. weird thing where we're like, yeah. yeah, but he raped people 20 years ago. So he's a good guy now. Right. right? Like that should be really gross. And we should all be able to say so. Um, but I do think if you come forward publicly with these accusations 20 years later, expect them to be questioned. Mm-hmm. Expect to be questioned, and you probably should have the receipts to back up everyone, you know, all of the questions to people's satisfaction because you can't wait 20 years before making this public accusation. Just doesn't make sense to me. You know, he he should have known better, too, about building a business on YouTube, taking it to the business side of things. Yeah. You try to build a business there, and you're a conservative, boy, you are really playing Russian roulette with that business. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, before we got to go to break, I want to get y'all's thoughts on Ray Epps. So Ray Epps has been charged, finally, with disorderly or disruptive conduct in connection with the January 6th riots. Now, it's a misdemeanor, so it's one misdemeanor count. Let's go into the Capitol. We're going to go into the Capitol. The night before, leading up to the actual event. And that's not the guy that you charge with conspiring to Mm. an insurrection or whatever the hell the stupid charge is. That's not the guy that you hang everything on? He may have been the most prolific guy on camera. Yes. So-called insurrection. And he escaped it. And now he's got a misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge, Hmm. which is really odd because they didn't level the obstruction charge on him. The obstruction of an official proceeding is what they leveled every J6er with, which I think is an unconstitutional provision because Mm. it says you can't influence an official in an official proceeding. Well, what is lobbying doing? You go to Washington, you're going there to lobby your representative. Of course you want to influence the proceeding. Right. Right. They charged every J6er with obstruction, not him. They only charged with disorderly. Disorderly conduct. Yes. Yeah, something stinks. I agree. There are people who didn't even go in the building. Right. Who got years and years in in prison uh, for what they didn't do. Uh, This guy, I, I think the right made so much noise that in order to sort of cover this over a little bit, they had to charge him with something. Mm-hmm. And so they came up with a misdemeanor. Yeah. Ooh, that's, wow. That's but then brutal. again, why now? Why right. now right. they charge him with, right. with it? Why didn't they do it when he was really taking heat for the, all of this? I mean, one might say that if he were an asset to a certain governmental agency, they wanted mm-hmm. to avoid charging him with anything until they realized, you know, people like Tucker Carlson and, you know, people like you and people like us were not going to let it go. I mean, one might theorize that. I don't know. I'm just saying because I want to bring up one more J6 story here just to kind of compare and contrast. uh, Independent journalist Stephen Horn was just convicted by a D.C. jury on charges related to January 6th. Again, 
independent journalist, so he was there documenting everything. He said that uh, the jury has returned a guilty verdict on my J6 charges of entering and remaining in a restricted area, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted area, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, parading, demonstrating, or picketing in the Capitol building. So he finds out his sentence in January when his sentencing hearing is scheduled. But it's just fascinating because, I mean, he posted on January 7th very clearly I I literally went inside there to document what was going on because I knew that it was a, a historical event. He said the people inside the Capitol were not Antifa. He said this was not a peaceful protest. I saw many instances of pushing against police officers. I mean, this is not a guy who was like, MAGA. This is not a guy who was like that. He literally was trying to document the incident because he was an independent journalist. And now he is going to, uh, I would imagine, serve time for doing that. But Ray Epps, misdemeanor. But Ray Epps, misdemeanor. And, you know, just to be clear, just because you're a journalist, you don't get any other rights than anybody in the public gets. As a guy who was a local TV reporter for 20 years, you don't get extra rights. So mm -hmm. if you're not supposed to be in the building, he's a TV reporter, you're not allowed to be in the building either. But they're going after anybody, it mm -hmm. seems, that they can. I just want to tell a real quick story about my buddy John Strand. I don't know if you know him. John Strand was Simone Gold's bodyguard that day. Simone Gold from America's Frontline oh. Doctors. They got swept into the Capitol real quick. No violence, no anything, no destruction. He goes out. Simone Gold pl pled. She got three months. This man got 32 months in prison. This is a man with no, mm. no history of anything. He calls me and does an interview for my Real America's Voice show that from prison. He just went into Miami, a level one pr prison in Miami. Mm. Calls. They take away his, his phone privileges because he called my show live. Simone Gold comes on to say they took away his phone privileges. Oh my gosh. They put this man in solitary confinement. I don't know if he's still there now. I was on his email list. I get an email. You have been removed from John Strand's email <gasps> list. And all his friends have been removed like this from his email list. They have cut this man off from society. And <sighs> talk about President Trump wanting a political persecution commission, which he talked about over the weekend. Mm -hmm. This is right up there. Matt Gates said this case of John Strand is the worst persecution he's seen so far. And I feel horrible because I feel like I played a role mm. in him being persecuted now in prison. Mm. God, that's horrible. Last word, Pat. Mm. Uh, it's despicable what this government is doing to, to the people who, are, uh, who were there on, on January 6th. And there might have been three million people there. I think if they could, they would convict all 30, all three million of them. I, I think they'd love to put mm -hmm. everybody who was even anywhere in D.C. at the time that supported Donald Trump, they'd love to put them all in jail. Mm -hmm. Just to send a message to the rest mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. How dare you support this guy? Mm -hmm. It's really despicable. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So I don't know if you're looking at stuff and you're like, oh, I feel a little uneasy about the future. Maybe something unthinkable might happen soon. Uh, what you need to do is make sure that you go to My Patriot Supply and get their emergency food. The thing with being prepared is that you have to do it beforehand. You can't wait until emergency hits, which let's face it, could happen any day now in the Biden regime. And you, you can't wait until that happens and go, you know what? Probably should have stocked up on food. Don't do that, all right? You gotta go there now. Be prepared. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in emergency food storage. So here's what I'm gonna tell you to do. Go to my website, preparewithnews.com. You can save 25% on a three-month emergency food kit. So it's going to give you breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, 
all that you need for all of the 2,000 calories you will need a day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up now. It's going to ship discreetly so your neighbors can't come knocking at your door anytime there's an emergency, okay? It's preparewithnews.com. All right, the House Oversight and Accountability Committee uh, announced it will hold its first hearing on the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden on September 28th. They also announced that they are going to subpoena the bank records of Hunter Biden. A House spokesman told The Hill uh, the hearing will focus on constitutional and legal questions surrounding the president's involvement in corruption and abuse of public office. Obviously, no surprise. And uh, Ian Sams, White House spokesman, tweeted out a statement from the White House that said, extreme House Republicans are already telegraphing their plans to try to distract from their own chaotic inability to govern and the impacts of it on the country. That's weird. I thought that Joe Biden was the one that was in office. They love beta men, don't they? They really do. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. Uh, Staging a political stunt, hearing in the waning days before they may shut down the government reveals their true priorities. To them, baseless attacks on President Biden are more important than preventing a government shutdown and the pain it would inflict on American families. You're like, I'm sorry. Don't threaten me with a good time. Government shutdown? Sounds great. Sign me up. That's not a threat. I love the idea of a government shutdown, and I'm not holding my breath on anything coming out of this. Subpoena Hunter Biden. We were told he was going to be subpoenaed, one of the first subpoenas back in January. And and here we are, nine, ten months later, and we're still waiting. Mm -hmm. Come on, McCarthy. Think about how many smoking guns we've had since they have started this process. And still, they're like, they're just now getting around to starting an impeachment inquiry. September 28th. I'm like, that should have happened Six months ago, you know, Jim Jordan is a is become a friend of mine, and yeah. I really respect what he what he's doing. But he told me, he said, "Look, we've got to make sure we have all the goods before we interview him." And I said to him, "I said that's fine. Why can't you have Comer then? Bring him in before you have the goods. Do a one-two punch. Get the two committees working with each other. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring have Comer, have Hunter Biden come in, go on a fishing expedition. Then when you got the goods, then you subpoena him to come in before your committee. Now you know he's going to take the Fifth Amendment." Right. right. That's what Hunter right. Biden's going to do. Right. But put him on display yes. taking the Fifth Amendment for yes. the world to see. Exactly. Exactly right. That I mean, just that, the optics of that would be huge. Anybody else sick to death of hearing about the shutdown of government? <laughs> so tired <laughs> okay, of it. Okay, great. Great. And it is great to us. We all know that, I mean, it would be a good thing yeah. to have the government shut down because all the essential services, the veterans payments, the Social Security, the Medicaid, all of that goes out anyway, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. with a shutdown. But the Republicans do such a garbage job of, of getting that message out. Yeah. They should be as excited as we are over a government shutdown, but they're not. They're scared to death to allow it to happen or admit it should happen mm-hmm. uh, because they're so inept at what they do. It's frustrating. I'm just really frustrated. Not to get too in the weeds, but so the American people know. Yeah. There were 12 appropriations bills that was the deal to put McCarthy in Mm -hmm. as speaker. We're going to do these individually as the rule of government is supposed to happen in Washington. McCarthy never once made any attempt Mm -hmm. to bring any of these appropriation bills one by one and said, now we're left, throw Ukraine in with FEMA and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. We'll all vote on it. We'll send it down the line. And Nancy Pelosi wins. Yeah. Yeah. What deal is that? I don't want that deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you, so I saw Matt Gates at the end of last week basically threaten to, um, you know, put whatever the motion to vacate the speaker seat. 
Have you seen anything else on that? Because no, just that thing last week. One quick blurb, and then it kind of went away. So yeah. I, I, I can tell you why it's not going to happen. Please. Because people are scared. Yeah. So the same people that sided with Matt Gates and mm -hmm. others to make this deal for McCarthy to agree to these new rules that Congress is going to abide by, which he hasn't, as Gates said, no term limit votes, mm -hmm. no single-issue bills coming up. Those people are scared. I ask them about them, individual members of Congress. Hey, I don't want to talk about that on your show. Can we, we don't want to, I'm going to talk about something else uh, on the show. Can we talk? Mm. I'm like, what do you mean? Because McCarthy now has all the power. Mm. So it's back to Washington as usual. God, that's frustrating. And you know, I mean, it's, it's I will say part of this is the voters' responsibility to bear because why in the hell do we keep voting these people in? I just had this conversation with Stu on his show yesterday, but it was in respect to Texas. Um, and we were talking about the wrap-up of Ken Paxton's acquittal. And he's like, well, how, like, how is it possible in Texas we would have that many establishment GOP Republicans that are willing to do this? And I'm like, mm -hmm. because the voters don't participate in the process. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't go out and vote in the primaries. They don't get good people. And then they go to the, the general, they hit the, the R, and they think that their job is done. Mm -hmm. They have no idea how the primary process even works. You know, there's another problem, too, and it's bad politicians. Because the same thing that happens in Austin, and I promise you everybody else's state house across the country is the same thing that happened in Washington. Washington, they call it Potomac fever. It sets in very quickly. They become an establishment guy. There are members of the state house who were voted in that we thought were really good conservatives. Mm -hmm. yeah. Stephanie yeah. Click is one of them. Not the people around the country are going to know who these state representatives right. are. Right. We thought were really good. Mm -hmm. Giovanni Caprileone. We thought he was, and then they go in, and then all of a sudden, Wait, yeah. what happened? Who's voting for this? The power. They make deals because they want power. It's self-interest over Texas interest, self-interest over national interest mm -hmm. every day of the week in these bodies of government. That's a great point. And then um, that I don't I didn't plan to talk about this, but I'll just add as an aside, which is why um, things like. Pennsylvania announcing automatic voter registration is just so horrifying to me because I'm like, I don't people who don't want to register to vote. I don't want them to have the ability to vote. Like if yeah. you aren't going to go through the trouble of filling out a form right. on your own to right. say, I want to vote and participate in the process. I don't want you anywhere near a voting booth. Right. That is so dangerous. And you can tell who knows that it benefits them by all of the Democrats celebrating this because they know the uninformed voter will vote Democrat. Mm -hmm. And we're just, not just voting, but we're just too apathetic right. all the way around. Right. Uh, it's like, you know, we had Dade Phelan who's, who stands up, yep. can barely stand, yep. can barely speak. He's drunk out of his mind and he's conducting the affairs of the House. Mm -hmm. And nobody does anything about it. We don't care about mm -hmm. it. Nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. There was like one day where, oh, <laughs> look at that. He's slurring his words. He doesn't know what he's saying. And he's about to fall over uh, <laughs> drunk on his ass. That's funny. And then it's over. Yeah. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Well, the, the, and then the one person who did say something about it, which yes. resigned. Yes. And he, he gets impeached. He got impeached. Gets right. Impeached. Yeah. Right. Dave yeah. Phelan is the Speaker of the House in yes, Texas. Yes, in Texas. A, a, a rhino with the quintessential name, Republican in name only. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and he shouldn't, I mean, how does that happen in Texas over and over and over? I think he ran unopposed this this past time that he was elected. It's been a long history a in the Texas state legislature of having yeah. very rhino mm -hmm. speakers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Did I see that Ron DeSantis is having a fundraiser with Dade Phelan? I thought I saw that note. 
Just throwing it out there. Really? Oh, yes. Really? I'll I haven't it. seen I'll that. I'll check it. He may have been that he just was on the list, mm. but anyway, I'll use it to my benefit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. I want to thank our sponsor of the segment, Relief Factor. So if you are one of millions of Americans, you just live in constant pain, you think, well, this is just my life now. Um, you realize that it really does affect every aspect of your life. Maybe you're like grouchier with your spouse or your kids, but you don't have you know much patience because you're living in pain. Might I suggest that you try Relief factor. It actually targets the inflammation in your body, which, you know, is like most people don't realize that's the root cause of your pain is the inflammation. So when it gets rid of the inflammation, it could absolutely change your life. It's not a drug, by the way. It's all natural, which I know you men out there are going to be like, all natural. It doesn't work. Well, Mm -hmm. let me just tell you, 70% of the people who order their three-week quick start go on to keep ordering it because it's working. So if you're living in pain, try the three-week quick start. It's 19.95. It's a trial pack. You will know if it's going to work for you within that three-week period. You can go to relieffactor.com. Order that three-week quick start over at relieffactor.com. An American man serving as a Ukrainian military spokesperson uh, declared last week that war dissidents would be hunted down, uh, obviously sparking quite the firestorm with uh, some, including Senator J.D. Vance, demanding answers about uh, just how much support America is giving to the war in Ukraine. I want to play this this beautiful woman. (laughs) Wink, wink. Beautiful woman. This is Sarah Ashton Cirillo, who was just so happened to be born Michael John Cirillo. Here is what uh, Jim had to say. Watch. Russia hates the truth that their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin is only the first. Uh-oh. Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down and Uh-oh. justice will be served as we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation. Uh, was, okay. Was this a skit on Stu's show? <laughs> this is real? That's what, that's what everybody thought at first. It does look, it does weirdly look like up. Stu in a blonde wig. <laughs> yeah. It's Stu. It's that Stu dressed Stu. up doing a skit for his show. That, I mean, could you not even, could, could he not spring for like the same boobage? <laughs> that's not even even. One side is bigger than the other. You couldn't spring for like the non-party uh, city wig. I mean, come on, if you're going to play my part, at least play it right. Um, So, look, this spokesperson came out. I'm not going to play the clip because it's it's too long. So J.D. Vance is asking for the Biden administration to clarify uh, who this person is and whether they have ties to our intelligence. Are we paying for this person? How how is this person being funded? Um, So he tweeted out, I'd like the Biden administration to explain who this crazy Ukrainian spokesperson is (laughs) and whether they stand by Ukraine's clear attack on free speech. Um, And I just want to throw in to this story here as we're talking about this. Uh, Jack Posobiec, friend of the program, he is Human Events Senior Editor and host of Human Events Daily. He actually has been added to a Ukrainian kill list 
that has mm-hmm. also briefly, he, they briefly targeted Elon Musk they had on there, Glenn Greenwald. Um, it's kind of like an award, though, really, yeah, right? I, like, I think so, I want to be on it, too. Why, I feel a little <laughs> left out. I think so, too. But it's like, wait, so we, so America is now funding, mm-hmm. we're paying them we're to participate everything. in a war where mm-hmm. y- their country has Americans on a kill list. Right. Yeah. And we're still giving them money. Crazy. What world am I living in? United States of America, baby. <laughs> a Biden world. A Biden administration world where uh, we give them billions of dollars every week, sometimes a couple of times a week. Yeah. Uh, Zelensky's coming over again. You know, it is, it is too tight T-shirt. And he's going to ask us for another $21 billion. I think it's next week or, the, or mm-hmm. in the coming weeks. He's coming again to beg again for more money. It's not like we haven't already given him over a hundred billion. Mm-hmm. Some some estimates are two hundred billion. Jeez. If you add the military and the humanitarian aid, and now he wants another twenty-one billion in one chunk. Last week we gave, I think, three billion altogether. Mm-hmm. I mean, when does this? Well, according to the Biden administration, it doesn't end. Yeah. So, so it's not going to end. Yeah. I, I think it's going to come close to ending now because the Republicans. There seems to be they don't have enough votes to send this next round of 24 million. Really? So he's gonna Good. come so he's gonna come here and beg. I do radio in Los Angeles. That's the king of beggars, man. That's the king <laughs> city of beggars. Yeah. He ought to go to Los Angeles. He'd kill it there. He's yeah. better than any beggar in, in the world. But I don't think he's gonna get it this time. I hope. Really? I, I hope I you're hope, right. But I, I don't think they're gonna release right. it. Unless they find some end around, mm-hmm. which the Biden administration is great at doing. Yeah. But I don't think Congress is gonna approve it. Because so far we've approved everything. I yep. mean, mm-hmm. even things we said we weren't going to do, like yep. the N one A one Abrams tanks, the F sixteens, the uh, the billions and billions in military then military advisors. We mm-hmm. we've actually got people over there. Uh, training the troops uh, for Ukraine. And that's that was the first step in Vietnam to a massive uh, mm-hmm. problem for 13 years. And we're on that same road now. So it'd be great mm-hmm. if we finally say no. Uh, it's about time to. I think that... Um it is a, an important distinction, too, because you guys you guys said he'll come over here and beg. And I don't totally disagree with you, but I would like to just change the the language there, too. I have never really seen him beg. I only see him demand. Yeah, well, I see true. him get get very he gets very, uh, you know, self-righteous yeah. and he tries to um, guilt, us into guilt you into it. it. And I just don't think I mean, Quite honestly, I'm hoping that he does that again because I think that it's just such a turnoff. It is. So hopefully he'll come in here, demand that it's our responsibility to do all these things, and hopefully, to your point, Grant, if anyone were thinking they might go along with it, it would turn them off so much to hear him try to explain to us what our responsibility is in the United States of America. I think there's a lot of people waking up to the idea that maybe this isn't all what we bargained for, sending that much money over there when literally, you know, talk about homeless people, all joking aside, we got veterans yep. homeless, we got we got American citizens that are in rough shape, like there's a lot of places we could spend that money, including the southern border, yep. and yet we're gonna spend billions upon billions upon billions, and then here he comes, I don't know, it's time we say, hey, you know what? I think it's time we say to so many countries, why don't any yes. countries give America money? Right. Is there any country that has ever given us money? We, I bet you we give money to every single country. Yeah, I'm you're sure probably right. You're probably right. How about we just ended that? We would not have a budget crisis. No, 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 
No. Well, and instead, the rest of the world gets to play this cute little game where anytime they're in trouble, they're like, well, it's your responsibility and duty to come bail us out. And then anytime they don't like our involvement somewhere, they're like, you can't be the world's police. Like, well, pick a side, pick Mm -hmm. a lane and stay in that lane because I would like to do that as well. I would like for us to not be the world's police. I would like for us to just mind our own freaking business and stop giving handing all my money and my kids money and my grandkids money out. We don't have a grandkid yet. I've changed because when I grew up, I grew up in the Reagan era. Reagan was really my first president, right? In 87 is when I graduated from high school. So, And I liked the idea of America being the leader of the world. And if bullies were going to mm-hmm. stand yeah. up, they had to go through America. And I, mm-hmm. But then as I'm 54 years old now. And now I'm watching what's the country going to be like for my kid, the amount of money we're spending everywhere, yep. and not one other country stands up to stand side by side with us. Yep. Right. Yep. You know, Trump is the one who said, hey, load. we're not going to give all this money to NATO. Everybody else exactly. has got to stand up and give some money to NATO. Yep. Other countries need to pick up some slack. America can't do it Definitely. on our own. Yep. I've had this total shift yep. because Me too. people are acting helpless when they're not helpless. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah, I mean, well, I think many of us were... Um, sort of hawks mm-hmm. ab- about war um, in the beginning, back in the beginning of the Afghanistan and Iraq situation. Mm-hmm. After 20 years of it, I had my fill. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this was a huge mistake. Yeah. We're not just fighting a war uh, against terror anymore. <clears throat> now we're nation building again right. for the millionth time, right. and we're losing too many people over it, too much treasure over it, it's time to stop. Yep. And that's really where I am now too. I just, it, I, I don't want any part of the Ukrainian thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and by the way, if you have a Ukraine flag as your bumper sticker and not an American flag, and you have stuff that says like, support Ukraine, you're welcome to go do that. You can take a one-way flight <laughs> over to Ukraine and you can go support them and help them. I'm gonna choose to support my own. That guy Sarah did. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> to the point, Sarah did back it up. Sarah did back it up. <laughs> All right, Sarah needs a Sarah needs a pay raise so Sarah can afford some better <laughs> boobs, boobage. At least consistent. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. Whatever, whatever he, whatever Shim's using to fill. <laughs> Not the, working. No, no, no. We need, we need to. You know what? We'll crowdfund for Sarah. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Well, an update from yesterday. Uh, Congratulations to the United States military who has found the remains from the F-35 jet that went missing uh, earlier this week. So this was um, Joint Base Charleston called the incident a mishap. And they did find, we can see this footage here, uh, aerial footage from what they say is the crash site. Um, But it's just very, it's all very fascinating because I'm not as concerned with, look, if it crashed and nobody knew that it crashed, it's like that if a tree falls in the woods and nobody knows that it did, did it actually? I am less concerned with the crash and more concerned with why did the pilot eject? Mm -hmm. And I still have not seen an answer to that. Or how about how do they lose it? Yeah. How did they, how do you lose an $80 million jet? You don't have a tracking system? Could you, I don't know, if you don't have a tracking system, perhaps put like a, an air tag on it or something, maybe? I've got a buddy, he's in Congress, Mike Garcia, he's a Republican from California area. He was a Navy fighter pilot. And I texted him, I'm like, hey, this story doesn't make any sense. He's like, well, the, the eject could. He's like, I could see that. He's like, but I don't see the transponder not working. 
is what he said. That does, he mm-hmm. didn't understand that. Why? But right. So mm-hmm. both of those things happening, and the fact that we don't have any answers yet, right, mm-hmm. is very suspect. Well, uh, the aliens. <laughs> I mean, there's that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm thinking what like... What was the other one? The Chinese hacked yeah. it and flew it to Cuba. I was going... These, these, these conspiracy theories were crazy online. That's really funny. And now, I mean, the Chinese could have hacked it and done something with it. The aliens could have taken it, too. The aliens could have taken it. No. But, I mean, to, but like you get my overall point, though, right? Yes. It's like yeah. the pilot was fine. It, he was taken to a hospital. He had, like, mild injuries they could have talked to him right after it happened and been like so why did you eject and keep it on autopilot and they haven't given us that answer yet had his ex-wife in the plane with him <laughs> 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 no that wasn't it <laughs> it's just weird to me it is because that plane could have gone down anywhere and that could have been a real disaster that- I mean, that seems negligent if you yeah, do that on it's, purpose, right? It's kind of scary. Yeah. yeah it it happened, damage. I believe, in Russia once. This is not joking around. They lost a plane like this, and it crashed into a house and killed a boy, a teenager who yeah, was sleeping. Sad. So it could. It, it, it could absolutely happen. What if it went into a city? Charleston, right. South Carolina right. or That's something. That's what I'm saying. It, it was only yeah. 80 miles, uh, 80 miles from away the from the airbase. And this is the third incident of its kind in the last six weeks, so... We should probably get a grip on what's going on yeah. here. That's what, weird. What's happening? You know, I've got, I've, I have no confidence in this commander in chief, and I, I think he's just let our military languish over the last two and a half years, and he's sold all of our given, all of our ammo to Ukraine. I mean, who knows what kind of shape we're actually in? I heard Biden gave the order to eject. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, he's on, he's on he's on comms like all day directing the military. That is not what you want. Let me just say. Um, but to your point, Pat, I mean, I do think that it is a real problem because not only is the current uh, military just, I mean, what are you going to do with it? It's mm-hmm. they're teaching DEI. They're like yeah. they're they're advertising Woke. for lesbians to join. Like right. they're focusing on all the wrong things. And so not only is the current state of the military, I would argue, completely lost. Not that there aren't great people, but I'm saying when the bureaucracy mm-hmm. is lost, the whole thing is lost. But you're also not going to attract anyone better. No, you're not. No. With this current state. I mean, if I had sons who were planning to get into the military, I, I don't think I could recommend it. Now. I wouldn't. I, uh, no. Absolutely not. It's almost the same thing with policing. Yes. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. I would argue, yes. So many yes. cops tell me I don't want my kid to go into policing. Yep. Yeah. They, I would, I, yes, I think it's the exact same thing. And so it's like it becomes this problem of just like, well, how do you even solve it? How do you dig your way out of it? Because there are going to have to be enough people to like fight that battle for everyone else. And I'm certainly not recommending my children do it. Nope. So. Um, all right. Well, uh, we've got to uh, we got to take another quick break. We will be right back. It really is sad. I never thought that I would be. All right. A couple minutes left. Let's go ahead and play uh, Joe Biden. Not knowing what he's saying and short-circuiting every couple of seconds. Watch. For one day, for one day, my administration, the United States, has treated this crisis as an existential threat from the moment we took office. Not only for us, but for all of humanity. So this was the climate crisis that he was referring to, but he's only said for one day 
his administration, which is the United States. So his, the United States is his administration. For one day, the for United States day. treated the uh. climate crisis as an existential threat. But just the well, one, that's one day. That's too many, but good for him for treating it like an existential threat for one day. It was just the one, though. Yeah. I feel like the climate people, the climate activists need they more. They expect more than they that. They need more. They're going to be very upset by this. I was doing my census for my business. And you know they had a whole section on sustainability. And they said, are you working on sustainability? And if you're not, are you worried about fines? No. Sustainability, I run a a production studio out of my house. What do you want? Yes. Wow. Were you worried about fines, Grant? No, in fact, my Instagram (laughs) video, I drop an F-bomb for the first time in my my Instagram video. I usually don't curse. Really? I was so angry that it just came came out. out. Yes. It just came out. Yes. You know... The Biden administration, the Biden regime, they do that to us. They make me I'm, angry. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that too, which <laughs> you would know by the swear jar that is you kept on my it. table. Um, all right, Grant, we got like 10 seconds. Tell yeah. everyone where they can find you. Stinchfield1776 on all the social media platforms. Real America's Voice, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Real America's Voice. Anywhere you find streaming stuff. Thank you, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.